Welcome to Photography Adventures Podcast. You like photography? I do too. And this podcast is all about photography. No technical information here, but hey, there's no right or wrong, yes or no answers. It's all about what you feel. So pull up a chair, grab some coffee or your favorite drink, and let's chat about photography. Welcome to Photography Adventures. I'm Don D. Hester. And I'm Renee L. Ferguson. And today is episode 13, Dream Shoot. How you doing, Renee? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Even though yesterday was your birthday, I'm going to say happy birthday again today. So happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I know you had a good day with everybody calling mm-hmm. in, giving you gifts and all that yes, kind of ma'am. stuff. I'm just going to say happy birthday and just visualize that I sent you something yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. You sent me messages and I appreciate that. <laughs> and now, you know, since the last time we spoke or talked, the baby is here. So how's the little one? Oh, little grandchild. Doing well. mm-hmm. doing and baby. his name is? I can't tell that on here yet. Okay, but he's doing good? Yes, he's doing good. He's He's doing really good. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And that's all we want, a healthy baby and a healthy mama. So that's good. I get to go see him this weekend. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. So look, we all like dream shoots. I mean, we all, you know, photographers, we visualize. I know I do, and I'm Mm -hmm. quite sure you and many others. We always visualize, like, you know, what we know now with photography, you know, what we could have done or can do or something like that. So uh, I thought of this scenario we can talk about today as far as a dream shoot. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going back to like Golden Girls, the mother. Picture this, 1936. <laughs> 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 All right, so, okay. <laughs> so like you have the opportunity to photograph a person or a group that are special to you or just somebody you always wanted to photograph. And okay. we all been there before. So check this out. Money is no problem. Okay. You got all the money you need and everything you wanted or needed for the shoot will be given to you. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just one dream shoot. We're going to do three, but we're just going to call it dream shoot. So you have three separate shoots. You can't have any photographer to assist you. Now, say if a best friend or family member want to go tag along because it's your special dream shoot, you can let them tag along and help, but you got to do everything yourself. So I, I just thought that would be a cool thing to, to discuss today about who we thought about as a dream shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, we, come on, you know, we can't, you know, of course, you know, if I had a chance to shoot, Michael Jackson back in the day, I would like be, you know, do a little moonwalk with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wouldn't work, but you know, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. So I just thought, you know, we pick maybe our three of our favorite or coolest people that we either known that may have passed or people who are still with us today. And just talk a little bit about, you know, who the first one will go with the first person and why we selected this person or people. Like I said, it could be mm-hmm. a group. You know, the scenario, you know, what the location would be like and just what type of gear you would use. So, you know, um, 
I think it would be fun today just talking about that. Uh-huh. What you know, all these years we always wanted to do, and now we're going to discuss it today. So I'll let you go first. Okay. My first person, and I kept all of mine um, current. Okay. I thought about there are so many people I would love to to have interviewed or taken photos of, but. I'm kind of, I took mine in an avenue where I would want to go forward so that if it's a dream, I could still possibly do it. Okay. (laughs) Right. So You still got that chance. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So my first person is Henry Louis Gates Jr. And the reason I chose him is he's a West Virginia guy. Yeehaw. Y'all can't do it. (laughs) 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 but because i do and study a lot of you know african-american history or history period i wanted to and i like the documentary side of photography i wanted to go ahead and talk to somebody that actually does it i wanted to see i mean because he teaches it at harvard um he's um, a professor, but he's also someone that's out in society that goes around and does people's history. Okay. He's got books written. Um, and then I've watched every episode of Finding Your Roots on PBS. Oh, I subscribe okay. to it. Okay, great. Hey, <laughs> so I know. went back from season one and watched every last season up to six season now, and it starts back in October. So I'll be watching it again oh, then. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I might have to get that information from you. Hmm. Yes. Um. Yeah, okay. PBS. PBS.org is where it's at. So okay. I, since I don't, um, I use Apple TV, so I just just subscribe to it, and then I watch it that way. Okay. Um, but he's an individual. He started out documenting um, African American history and the roots, DNA, okay. that kind of okay. thing. And then, but now, where it started, uh, when you want finding your roots, he does every nationality now. Okay. And when people think that. Um, I watch the reactions when they find what their admixtures are and things like that. So what I would like to do is talk to him about growing up in West Virginia and then how it is to study. I want It's like a day in the life of Henry Louis Gates. I would love to do that. Right. Okay. And then okay. do an editorial type of shoot that okay. way with him. So it's kind of like that's kind of what my dream is. And then take him when... To actually take photos of him, take him to places that are sentimental to him, and then take his photo in that environment. That's kind of what I would like to do. Right. I love to listen to stories, so I would love to listen to his story. Not the public story, but the story behind, you know, who he is, and then take photos that way and document it that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And like you said, find his favorite spots to go and, mm-hmm. and shoot it with, which would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know from, you know, watching him a lot, there's Cumberland, Maryland, and then there's Piedmont, West Virginia, and then there's Kaiser, West Virginia. So I'd like to find out, you know, I, I've watched a lot of his history because he puts it in with Finding Your Roots, but I'd like to actually sit down, talk to him, and then take his photo 
that way in a, like an environmental situation. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds so what, good to me. So, <laughs> so what's your first person? Well, what man? What kind of gear? Oh, um, yeah, oh. that would work. Just yeah. gonna sketch it out. <laughs> um, I like because I'm by myself. I like to, um, and I shoot with Alan Chrome, so I would like to upgrade to the um, the portable pack with them. Um, I guess it's the ELB 500 or whatever. Just keep it simple because I don't I don't want to drag a bunch of stuff. Right. But um, I would. But if but if money was no object and you had like a camera or or a studio light, you would love to shoot with. Yeah, but see, from being a person that shoots by myself, mm-hmm. and I'm the only person shooting because that was one of the stipulations. <laughs> Right. I would shoot with, right. I would keep it, I would still, even then, I would still keep it simple because I know that system. Right. And right. then I would also. But you wouldn't go with um, another system cold. You would have had a chance to play with. No. I would just keep with Ellen Crow. Because that's <laughs> okay. what I know. I understand. Look, I'm, I'm talking all this stuff. I do the same thing too. You know? <laughs> and then that for the true. camera. Oh, because I know that my D850 um, is heavy. Oh, I was straight upgrade to a, a mirrorless camera. <laughs> What's the uh, Nikon? Z7. Z7. Okay. And then I would use the lenses that way. Yep. I would get that gear that way. And then I would shoot with that. Okay. Now, I don't know much about those cameras. Now, would you shoot? And keep it all color, or when you convert to both, because like you said, this is your dream shoot. I know. And the um, thing is, going out there, probably in the countryside or whatever, in Cumberland or West Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, it's just I just think of the mountains and the farmland, and the peace and quiet, you know, in the mm-hmm. old towns, and you know, and I think of that old timey look or something like that. Well, Kaiser's like that, so well, I mean, yeah, I'm quite sure it is. Cause I've been, I've done a shoot up there, <laughs> but, um, I think I would do a mixture of both because black and white is so timeless, but I, mm-hmm. I love color, but I would do, um, some of the timeless look. Mm-hmm. I would, I would have a mixture of both. Okay. Okay. Now I've so, been to Kaiser in years. Yeah. I don't even know how to get there. It's still just as small as you used to be? Mm-hmm. We'll take a road trip. Okay. That'd be one of our adventures. It would be an adventure. It sure would. I have to go to the range first or I'm good. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just I can kidding. tell where you came from. Military <laughs> and the Bureau. <laughs> I was just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> okay, so where would you... Who is your first client? Well, my first one would would have been my grandmother, Frances Kemp. Okay. You know, you know, she passed and everything. But she used to be a cook. And my Aunt Louise, which was her her sister, they used to be cooks at this church camp down near Brunswick. Mm-hmm. And I used to go down with her all the time. Um, in the summer, I might go for a week. Or mm-hmm. I might just go on the weekends. And I would be in the kitchen with them, watch them cook, because they had the big... 
steel pans and the industrial sinks and just all of that. So okay. I thought that would be really neat. And I've always used to, you know, be around her a lot. And then when she was home, I used to sit there and she used to love baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, she's uh, St. Louis Cardinals with um, Gibson. You know, she that was her favorite picture. <laughs> but for me, I would I would have two locations down at the camp. I think okay. the first one would be in the kitchen because the kitchen had these big, I remember these big windows. So you had a lot of available light coming in. Mm-hmm. And I would have her standing right in between the industrial sinks and the industrial ovens that she had. Mm-hmm. But not have anything in her hand, but just standing there. You know how back yeah. in the day they would just stand there anyway. Mm-hmm. And then since I'm talking about back in the day with film, I would shoot with um, D. Mamiya, 645, with the 80 lens. Because that 80 okay. was like the main lens we used to use back then. Mm-hmm. And since I'm shooting film, I would have the Polaroid back. Okay. So that way I can go ahead and get an idea what the exposure would be. And then have that. And I think I will shoot available light because there was so much light coming in there and mm-hmm. everything. And I will shoot that in color. And then my second one, I will take a photograph of her in the cabin they had. They had a little small cabin. It was big enough for two twin beds. I used to remember them sitting there in the chair and they had a little radio. Mm-hmm. And we would listen to whatever they can pick up. Because, you know, you're talking about down in Brunswick. Uh-huh. So you, whatever. And I'd be sitting there with them as they would talk and everything. And they'd be sitting there. And that way, I would do the same setup, but I would shoot black and white. Okay. Because, you know, you, the small cabin, like I said, the, just a couple beds and little radio. You know, one of the old radios. Mm-hmm. And I would shoot that in black and white. And the reason why I would shoot color in the kitchen because back then, you know, their aprons were colorful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, I don't think I could remember anybody back then had a um, apron that was plain. It just yeah. had colors, and even the dresses and stuff they wore had color. Uh-huh. So I wanted to show that color, you know, and I decided to shoot that in color and have the other one black and white. Okay. So that would that would be that would been would have been fun. So would you have put that in like a book? So that you could show your detail shots or would you have put it like, I, I know I've seen some of the photos that you've done, like the one of your um, instrument where you've done detail shots and you put them in a, in a board, like a storyboard. Would you have done something like that to put on the wall or would Maybe. you? Maybe. Yeah. Because like I said, it's a once a lifetime thing. So, right. you mm-hmm. know, when you get with these people or person, you shoot your butt off because tomorrow mm-hmm. you, you won't get that chance again. Well, when you talk about that, I've got to shoot on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an aunt. I just found out about her um, last year. And um have an aunt that's getting ready to turn 109. And oh I have gosh. a shoot with her on Sunday. Oh, wow. So I just found out this week that... Um, on Sunday around four o'clock, I get to go and actually take pictures of her. Now, will it be in her home or? Um, because of COVID, they want us at a distance, but mm-hmm. I will at least get, she's there, they're bringing her out on her porch. So it's an old, she lives in an older house. So yes. I get to take that, that oh. rustic look in her, in her house there. Mm-hmm. So I've got some ideas on, you know, I want detail shots like, you know, 
her hands and things like that you know yes. it's it's those kind of things so i've 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 done some research on what i want to take yes because hands tells a lot hands yes. to me hands and their eyes Mm-hmm. Give us a lot of information what they've been through in life, especially right. their hands. Right. I mean, you know, you got, their hands tell so much of a story. And then she's she's one that survived the um, the pandemic of nineteen eighteen, oh. and she's still she's so she still got vibrant. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, she slowed down, you know, over time, of course. But um, the last time we talked to her, she. She she's actually mentioned she didn't mention it to me, but um, one of her relatives or one of my relatives that I talked to said that she's um, talked about the pandemic of 1918 and how they handled it then. And then because she said this is nothing new to her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to hear her story as yes. much as she would tell, because you got to shoot quickly because she's, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, um, um, tire her, tire her out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Does she live in the country or mm-hmm. she lives in Virginia? Not lo- not far from here. I don't really want to say where she lives. But right. She's I'm not, just trying to uh-huh. picture the whole scenario. Cause you said she's going to be out on the porch. So I was uh-huh. just thinking if it's in like in the country and you got that country, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Not the city. No, she's got- out. No, she's not in the city. So she's out in the country. So I've been to her house. So I'm excited to go see her again. Yes. <laughs> Can I go? No. <laughs> Friend to go. Oh. Well, I will see if I can get it clear. And if I can get it clear, then you can go. Nah, I was just kidding. That would be great. Though. No, you ain't kidding. I'm telling you, I'll ask them and see if you can come. Okay. <laughs> that would be just the ideal of history right there. She- she's always, every year, she's on the Smuckers. Um, you know how they do the Smuckers um, thing? Yep, she's, she, she's on there. <laughs> she should be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, but that's great. That's 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 nice. That's, so that's, that's going to be fun. It's not my dream shoot, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> but, but it's gonna history, be fascinating to do. Yes, right? the history and mm-hmm. that's that's really something. I'm excited about that. Uh, so I'll talk to them and see what they, see what they say. Wow. Might be seeing you on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'd be up in Martinsburg anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'll be in Martinsburg anyway. I'm I'm not coming back. Because I think her event is four o'clock. Teresa Holmes, our our friend and family member, is having a it's an it's an event for um, registering to vote, um, but it's it's also um, an a pre sale for an anthology. Why I stand that she's having it's an event for that. Um, there's going to be social distancing, of course, and you have to wear a mask, but it's a, an event for anthology with a group of, I think, 18? 20? Yeah. 18. 18. 18 to 20. I think it's 18 Maybe. to 20 think, yeah. um, co-authors. Co-authors. Yeah, I'm one Inclu- of them. Including you. <laughs> You're one of the co-authors. So... Yeah, so that's that's Saturday. Um, And since we're doing this ahead of time, that's Saturday, September the 18th. So it'll be passed by the time you hear this. (laughs) Well, I am very excited about your shoot coming up this Sunday. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes. And Okay, so um, 
who would be your second client? My second client is someone that I found in the, and I didn't really know a whole lot about her, but um, at first, but I found her in the book, um, I Dream a World. And when I was um, looking through that book and I read through that book, she caught my attention because she's an author She's a journalist. She's a civil rights activist. And her name is Charlene Hunter Galt. And I would be interested to hear, because she was a journalist back in 1967. And she worked for the New York Times. But she documented um, the urban black community. And I would like to hear her story on how she, as a journalist, as well as an activist, watched what happened in America back then. Mm-hmm. What her mm-hmm. thoughts were, how she reported it, and just, you know, sit down and hear her story because she's from the, it's um, the place where she was born was called Due West, South Carolina. So I wanted to hear what it was like to come from the South um, end up in New York. Um, she was one of the first ones also to be allowed to go, um, to the university of Georgia. So, um, there was a, a law case and I would like to hear how it was to come from the South, be a first in the university of Georgia, and then end up being a journalist for the New York times at that particular time of civil rights. But I also know that she ended up going to Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how it was to be a journalist over there. So see what um, her story is from what she observed here, but also see the story of what she observed over in Africa. And then compare the two and then find out what's sentimental to her. Because... You put people in a place um, that you want to put them in. They're not necessarily that comfortable. But when you do right, a documentary, right. put them in a place that's comfortable to them. And then you find out mm-hmm. what memories are triggered and what story you can tell. Or, you know, watch those facial expressions, capture that and see, you know, I love to listen to story. That's just my passion. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the thing is, you put them in that zone, their own zone, and they're right. so mm-hmm. relaxed. And they'll just, they just right. start talking. I mean, sometimes as a as a photographer, you want to control everything, control where they are, mm-hmm. their settings and all that. But what I've learned from experience, because um, I've done it, you know, put them in a spot that's sentimental to them, and you get so much um of their story, but you also get to be almost like a part of their world and see, you know, this mm-hmm. is why this is sentimental me to me. And this is why, you know, I love this place so much. And then you start to see, and then that's when you can capture really the essence of them. That that is that's the thing that I love to do. Right, right. I've always, if I could, like photographing people right. in their mm-hmm. environment. You know, it just mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Why put them somewhere when right. they're uncomfortable? Then you're uncomfortable. 
And at the end, you don't get what you some, want. Uh, yes. <laughs> you want good photos, <laughs> right? <laughs> you want those. Yeah. So you got to, you know, you got to, even though, like I said, the client's right. always right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to mm-hmm. make them happy. You right. know, they like music. Listen to music. Who cares what it is? As long as they're happy with the music, then right. go with it. So, okay, just <laughs> rolling. <laughs> Do a little bit of research about people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe one of these days when I grow up, oh, just no, like you. I see. <laughs> well, you, I, I'll take a little bit of you. You can take a little bit of me. Then we can share. How about that? All right, there you go. <laughs> Something got to come out somewhere, right? <laughs> now, for equipment, I would keep it about the same because I know I'm by myself and I, will, I know what works. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just like to keep things as simple as possible. I don't need it elaborate because when you start to put a lot of things like that in a situation like that, then it takes away from what you're trying to get from them. So, I mean, if it was a production, um, like a commercial shoot mm-hmm. or something like that, I think you may need something like that, um, elaborate. And like they say, but for me and in, in that type of setting, I want to keep it as simple as possible, not be overwhelming with everything, but it still capture what I need. I know sometimes, you know, you see people and they just assume that they need all this lighting, all of this. And next thing you know, they got a mess. And the best thing you said, just keep mm-hmm. it simple. Whatever you, what you know what makes you comfortable now for some situations that may be you know what you need right so if you're doing like but things change so much you know like from the time when we used to go out and shoot or in 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 the studio we had to have so many we had so many lights you know your a light your b light your back light this Mm -hmm. light you like and next thing you know you got shadows (laughs) all over the place you trying to figure it out so you just turn them all (laughs) off you know and I think sometimes it's because, oh, well, you mm-hmm. needed all this. But the question is, do you really need all that? I guess it's I guess it, it's based off the client. No, I think it's based off the photographer because his, he got <laughs> money. And he thinks he needs it. Because sometimes they think, some, photo- some photographers think, the more I have, the more I look important. That ain't true. You just got a lot of yeah. stuff. But from talking to some people that are in some of the industry, some of the clients really want that. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> you have and then, to go you know, with that. You yeah. have it up there looking mm-hmm. like it's working, and it ain't working. But you, you look happy. But <laughs> sometimes you may not have to turn it on, but it's there. I mean, it's just based on for whatever client. <laughs> yeah, it just changed mm-hmm. so much. You know, now like you said. um, Speed lights almost as strong as studio mm-hmm. lights. You know, they just just right. gotten better and better. It's just like growing up speakers. We had the big floor speakers, and the bigger are we thought we had something. Now you got something no bigger than our hand, and it's still right. just as strong as that mm-hmm. big one. But you know, you walk in somebody's house, you're like, oh, you got those. Uh-huh. Well, you, you talk know? about adventures and gear and stuff like that. Now, I'm gonna give Bose a plug. I don't get nothing from them, but I've got this little, it's called a sound link. Um, it's a little mini mm-hmm. um, portable speaker. Hooks to your phones, Bluetooth. You could drop it in water. You can drop it on the ground, shockproof, all this stuff. But when you hook it up to your phone, it's got a very small footprint. It's um, 
oh my goodness, what? Maybe four by four? You can mm-hmm. look into your backpack, mm-hmm. whatever. And with this, it sounds like a mini stereo. And I take it with me way. wherever I go. Because if I have to play music, I hook whatever playlist I have in my phone, hook it to this little speaker, and mm-hmm. it works. And see, I'm one of these people, I just barely use my phone. If it rings or something, I might answer it or look at the text. So I'm more like, I like to have my... Like iPod mm-hmm. or whatever. And past couple weeks, I found my, um, I had an iPod Nano <laughs> for work. And the reason uh-huh. why I like that, because it had the right. FM signal. And I could clip it onto the window so I could get at least two or three stations because I got mm-hmm. tired of music. And I found it a couple weeks ago and I've been <laughs> using it and everything because it's nice and small. And I said, well, uh-huh. let me see what's on here because I didn't take anything off of it and everything. So it's, it's just <laughs> funny how... Right. Smaller is better now. You know, it's come a, it's come a long way. So yeah, I'm more like the, the well, you know, I'm a gadget girl. I keep a lot of stuff <laughs> on. Yeah, but I like all the other gadgets uh-huh. to drag with me and all the other cords and stuff. So too funny. But that's just the way it is anymore. So mm-hmm. it's good. So who's your second? So person? my second will be Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. Okay. Big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Six rings with the same team. Not with one of the young mm-hmm. guys now. They got to hop. Six rings with okay. the same team. Why? Because, in my opinion, best basketball right. player ever. It's mm-hmm. always, you know. And it's what I liked about it because the first time when he was playing for the high school, mm-hmm. they cut him. They cut him from the team. So my scenario would be have him at his old high school gym, have on his high school uniform. And you know, I don't know if he still does it now, but underneath his clothes, he always wore North mm-hmm. Carolina blue. I right. don't know if he still does that now. But I would have him in the old high school gym, the old high school uniform, with his six rings and all his MVP trophies. Mm-hmm. All there. Because right. really, that's where it mm-hmm. started. You know, they kicked him out and then they... So, and still, you know, it would be the Mamiya, the 645... Mm-hmm. Pull Roy back. Yeah, I would shoot color and black right. or white film, just to just to see, just to see. But yeah, he he would be. Have yeah, you have would, you seen that, that book Rare Air? I think I saw it, but I never read it. Next time I meet with you, I've got it. I'll let you read. I'll let you look at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it's like a, and you know it's funny. In college, I didn't like him because right. he was North Carolina. I was mm-hmm. big East. I like Georgetown. <laughs> I like Maryland. And then, you know, North Carolina mm-hmm. always was winning. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. And I'm like, but when he got right. into the pros and I started looking at him, I said, you know, just. just right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him play in Houston. I had um, season tickets for the Rockets. And the backboard. It was black because all the photographers had their cameras taped to the backboard. And it was a clear backboard. It was all black because all those cameras were taped to the back just for him. Dang. Just for him. And I'm like, man, Uh you know, that was right there was something (laughs) else. 
that, that he he was a beast. You know, he mm-hmm. was a beast. So yeah, that would that would that would be my second okay. one. So, see yeah. how simple that was. Just me and Mike, <laughs> six rings <laughs> in his home school, high school town, and his. Yeah, with the high school uniform and his six rings and MVP cool. trophies. Yeah, just a fun. documentary. Okay, my final is I had so many people. I did. I I list the people. I was like, I got to narrow this down. But what the way I looked at this is, I didn't want to really stop at the third client. Mm-hmm. So for me, I looked at it this way. If I could have a dream, who would I want to shoot for? Okay. So I took it as this. It would be an ongoing dream because once you accomplish that, those other dreams, then you still have more. But this this particular area would, or this particular client would allow me to continue this. Mm-hmm. I would like to work as a freelancer for Getty Images. Okay. And follow people's stories. So I could constantly get another story after another story because it does I don't want to end with just that one, you know, top of the line, right. you know, that one person. No, I want to put it all into one if I could work for a client I would like that that be a dream client of mine so that I could continue gathering the stories and following people. So I would have to say it would be Getty Images. (laughs) Now, with Getty Images, would you like to be able to select the people or you just go with whoever they Um, give you? I would kind of like to see if I could have both. Because okay. there might be people that they don't know but have a really good story. It's not found yet. They might know of people mm-hmm. that I could follow. But what about the folks that you have an excellent inspirational story but no one knows about you? Right? So I would love to do that. Because, you know, a lot of times they always think they have to be famous. And just because they're famous don't mean they all that. It's a lot of people like us. We got good stories, too. It's a lot of good stories out there. And there there are so many of them out there that people don't know about that really think that I think they should be known about. So, like, people don't know that West Virginia's a state. No. <laughs> they, they think so. A lot of police. I have talked to a lot of people that think that West Virginia is a part of Virginia. It's seceded from it. Yes. But it's a whole different, it's different a state. state. people. <laughs> West Virginia is it a is. state. <laughs> 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 but it's so true. Though. I was like, oh my God. Really? Now, for my scenario, I would say... um. Follow them and find out where they, um, what their story is. And the same thing, find out what places are sentimental to them or do a day in the life of to find out, you know, maybe take a certain time limit and then follow them for the, that time limit or whatever. And then, you know, find out their story and, and do it that way. Now gear, 
I would have to say, based off the situation. Right. I would still keep it as simple as possible because I'm by myself. Stuff's got to talk to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's got to talk between, like, my light meter or my camera or my lights. All of it have to connect. So it cuts down my, my time. But one thing for sure, your little um, cart that you mm-hmm. take with you, it could be motorized. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Because <laughs> push a button. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so propelled. There you go. There's no object here, so they can Does that exist? Motorized or something. Does that exist? Self propelled wagon? Let me find, to find out. We might have to um, patent it. No. <laughs> I'm, I, look, I'm quite sure if you got the money, it could be customized just right. for you. <laughs> On a motorized wagon. Who has one? Yeah, you hit the button, you know, and just <laughs> something. And it have its own cover. You don't have to go and buy another yeah, part yeah. of something to make a cover. I have to write that down. Waterproof. See if I can. I, I, 24-7. That thing be like nice. Cadillac, a miniature Cadillac. Got some little lights on the side of it so you can see it coming. <laughs> Oh, God, it's blinged out. <laughs> and you can go ahead and have your um, your speakers built in. So when you listen to music, it just blasts out. Maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it bones for now. <laughs> but see, that would be kind of cool to mm-hmm. think about that. It would be cool that, say, like you're in a outside somewhere your scenario mm-hmm. and you just need a little right. noise and you just turn it on a little bit and just have a little bit noise coming out of it not loud but something <laughs> and when you get it customized <laughs> you get it customized they can go ahead and embed those all the way around because money is no okay. option right. I had to think on that I but I, 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 I really like the idea of a self propelled wagon I really like that so I'm gonna have to think about that one. Yeah, and then make it like a hoopty, you know how you bring it up. And I ain't going there. Up. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, <laughs> something's wrong with you. <laughs> Money is no object on this dream. It's a dream, girl. Exactly. What's that, low rider? <laughs> she, she, she. Got hydraulics on the wagon. <laughs> no. There you go. Because you remember when we went to um, the museum mm-hmm. of, in, in Winchester mm-hmm. and we was going over that little part, right. mm-hmm. you know, taking your cart, you know, think about it, you bring it up a little bit just to keep it oh, away so from the Oh, so walk it over the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you know, keep it a little, if you know, it's a little muddy or something, you can bring it mm-hmm. up a little bit. It it's is. a dream, man. There you go. Dream, dream big. I have to write it down. Make sure I got that idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, who is your third client? Well, my third, it, it was it mm-hmm. was tough. It was tough. And I had to think about it a little bit. And, okay, people, let me get this straight. Most of my story is going to be from my career because... That's mm-hmm. all I had, you know, playing out. It's always right. going to be back. I'm going back to work days and everything. But mine would be the Texas Uh-oh. Rangers. Yeah. 
I remember I used to watch that TV show all the time. Chuck mm-hmm. Norris, you know, the Texas Rangers. They got that, that swag, <laughs> got the little star and everything. Well, you remember mm-hmm. Waco and with the uh, Branch Division. Well, first of all, Texas Rangers, they're statewide investigation law enforcement for the state mm-hmm. of Texas. And I think as of today, they might have two women as Texas okay. Rangers. So that's the background of the Texas Rangers. During Waco, David Koresh and the Branch Davidian, mm-hmm. you know, that whole story. He had a call. So I went right. to Waco to work on that, on that assignment. Mm-hmm. I think in the last week or so I was up there, I went. Right. They took me, they sent me out to photograph all the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And when we photograph vehicles, we do wide, medium, close-up. And then I had to do a lot inside of the, um, inside of the front, you know, and underneath the hood. Had to do all that, and they would help me a lot. So the Texas Rangers, they helped me. They either held me so I didn't fall (laughs) inside of the, the the hood, the engine, or they would hold my flash and all that. And I thought they were the coolest people. And I was hanging around with. I said. I thought y'all was taller than this. TV, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and they, you know, they come up, you know, they had that little strut and and they had the jeans, you know, Mm -hmm. down Texas, everything pressed out. So I was happy with that because I love my starch. So they had the jeans pressed, the shirt, the big hat, the big um, buckle, and they had the star right up there. I'm like, man, I said, and me, I was just just happy. (laughs) I said, y'all are so cool. I have never heard anything like this. I mean, I watched it on television, but I've never known that it was right. But I had a chance to see the real ones, you know. So one night we had a barbecue, and all the groups came in together. You know, ATF come in, you know, FBI, we just come in, whatever. And then here come the Texas Rangers. They all come in together, got their little strap. Oh, they got their sweat. Huh? I'm like, look at <laughs> Oh, my God, it was so cool. Oh my goodness, they were the coolest people. Cool. And they were the nicest people. They were the nicest people. So, my location or scenario would be like a desert uh-huh. or maybe a ranch, you know, as a background. But still, the horses, because, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. in Texas got the big trucks, either Ford right. or Chevy, I don't know what they drive, and have a big truck. Whatever it is they drove had that as awesome. part of the photograph. But in the background had like the ranch. Oh, you gotta get this. Right. You gotta get that sunset like that. right. Had them <laughs> leaning against. The, yeah, the cowboy boots be shining. And oh, stuff. see, oh, you had God. to take Teresa for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I said you had to take Teresa for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get up and go. Get up and go. <laughs> and then I, w- I would still shoot film, and I would shoot black and white in color. But, yeah, I, I would still shoot film. I saw mm-hmm. everything I shoot with film, but the Texas Rangers, they... You going you to get cool. yourself a cow or something just, out there, too? Yeah. If we could. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get a longhorn. And, in the, and in, in the middle of all there you that... There Yep. Had, uh-huh. We had the big old truck. I might have to ride with you yeah, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a truck girl. <laughs> Come on. Get some boots. But yeah, that was that was that that would be yeah that would be a dream. Cause they were the coolest and the nicest people I've cool. met. Cool, that yeah. sounds awesome. 
Oh my god, I'd probably be so crazy. Well, I had to go with you and help shoot with you because I just want to drive the truck. I want to meet the people, but I want to drive the truck. (laughs) Better get a ladder put you up in the truck because you know Uh the trucks are big. You know, I'm a truck girl, and every everybody down Mm -hmm. there got a big truck. I just don't know what they had, but yeah, that would be my 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 third. That would would be my third. Texas Rangers. Texas. Oh my goodness! I would have to go on that one. It's funny because normally when you go out and shoot, you didn't know who mm-hmm. they were or what was going on. You just go in there and focus. Right. So now you know mm-hmm. who they are. So right. now you gotta try to like, okay, uh-huh. calm yourself down. You could do this. <laughs> you could do this too. I'll be your moral support. I'll, there you I'll, go. <laughs> <laughs> I might say, hey, you just gotta take the camera, hit the forward back. Let me see what they look like. Uh-huh. Go for it, man. <laughs> nah, I help y'all. You can do it. Come on, there, Dawn. Oh, no, they, 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 they were, they were good. They were. That they were sounds good. pretty awesome. Then you gotta make somebody pull up the dust so you got that haze in the background. There you yeah, go. but I don't know if they want to get dirty. I could put yeah. it. At, you could put it at a distance. Yeah. You know you got gravel roads. Thanks to get that distance. They don't have to be right up on you. You just you put it at a distance so you can get some of that haze going. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see it. Hey, you know me. I like trucks anyway, so hey. I can see it. You just step back so you can get up in them. Oh, I can climb up in the truck. Uh, I don't know. Like they say in Texas, everything big in Texas. That's I always heard There that. you go. <laughs> That's the first thing I will hear. You know Everything big in Texas. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. But that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, look, I think we got some really interesting, cool dream shoots. Right. You know? And you never know. One day it might, might happen. Right? Never say no. You never know who's listening. Uh-huh. So, all right. Anything else today? Um, no. Sounds like we've covered it. Looking for our next adventure. Mm, that should be interesting. It should be. What we got coming up? Uh, we'll keep them in suspense. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we it's don't hard know to tell. <laughs> I don't know. We might have this one with um on Sunday. We'll see. That'll be good. That'll be a good experience. And if we don't, we can still talk about it a little bit the next time. Just to... Because mm-hmm. that, that's that's going to be really, really nice. That's going to be... And I think right. the weather should be good Sunday, too. So mm-hmm. that's going to be... We just got to shoot it quick. Yeah, and that's the thing. You got to yeah. be... You know, no right. fiddling around and anything like that. Just doom, doom, and... Right. So, good. Well, so, good luck on that one. I keep my go. fingers crossed Thank on that you. one. All right. Okay. Well, (laughs) thank everybody for um, stopping in and listening to us, the photography adventures. And um, next time it'll be episode 14. We don't know, but um, we'll be just as surprised you will. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Yep. So thank you for listening today, and y'all come back now. Thank you for listening in to Photography Adventures. You can follow on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. Until next time, peace.